<laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I can't. They went Andelson Simmons. I think we both like the Simmons signing. Don't get me wrong. I I've been called out on that. I'm like, yes, I did at the time. I liked it definitely. To no one knew that he was club. that weird and just like a right. clubhouse oddity. Right, right. And at the time, I thought it was a great move. We a lot a lot of the times we say we like this move, right? And then it hasn't worked out in the last couple of years. And hopefully this year is different. Mitch Garver shipped to Texas. That was the first domino to fall. Um, you know, going from Garver to Sanchez, I think is also a downgrade probably all around. But how big of a drop-off do you think that is, Ted? And you and I both have been Mitch Garver trained for, for a while. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think a lot of my tweeting through it was personal feelings and whatever, just being connected to Mitch, knowing him well, knowing his family, that kind of thing. I think he's probably one of the two or three best catchers in baseball offensively when he's healthy. I think that the health issues get overstated a bit. I mean, especially last year, he missed so much time because he took a foul ball to the cup. Like that's not something just like when Byron Buxton missed time because he got hit on the hand. Like yeah. those are injury things that they can control. Um, I think really what that says to me is the twins believe Ryan Jeffers can be the guy and they've been, ahead of that or on that since they drafted him because he was drafted way ahead of where he was expected to go. He was not expected to be able to stay a catcher. He was expected to be a bat. And so if they're that bought in that he is the regular catcher, I don't think the bat downgrade um, from Mitch to Gary Sanchez is going to be as pronounced if they can rotate it around and also they've reallocated those assets into other spots I mean the twins haven't had a offensive shortstop maybe ever like Jorge Polanco I guess you could say that but he was such a bad shortstop that it was a gap there too and if if it allows them to go get Frankie Montes or Sean Manaya, yeah I would love to have Mitch Garver still here I would love to have him here instead of Gary Sanchez but if that was part of the roster construction and again that pivot that they wanted to do I I can understand that as you were talking I'm thinking about how much and even back to 2019 Nelson Cruz is out scope is out Crone is out Garver's out Donaldson's out from 2020 2021 they are completely flipping this lineup it's almost Sano Polanco uh and Kepler and everybody else, right? And Luis Arise and, and some others, but it's it's really flipped. I want to talk about the Twins bench. I've gotten questions about this, and I do think it's it's overlooked a little bit like the bullpen too, and we can get to the bullpen. But the bench, do you see Nick Gordon? Do you see Brent Rooker? What are you thinking for the bench? Because last year I remember it was like one spot was in question. It was Rooker or Garlic as the fourth outfielder. It ended up being Garlic. What's your thought on the Twins' uh, depth on the bench? Yeah, it's funny because, I mean, I was just kind of updating my uh, payroll here and if they do sign Cueto or someone like that, what what it looks like. And, I mean, really the only bench player I think that you could say is in ink is Luis Arias and he might be traded. So, yeah, I mean, I think that a lot of that comes from internal candidates that are probably making the league minimum. So you're talking like Trevor Larnick, I would imagine their fourth outfielder is Gilberto Celestino. I know last year people note that he was not ready. He, I mean, he was promoted from double-A when he had to take over from for Buxton. But when he went back to triple-A, all he did was rake. I mean, he hit real well for the Saints. So I wouldn't be shocked if he gets the nod on opening day to be that fourth outfielder and actually produces this year. 
Um, they don't really have a utility guy unless that's Nick Gordon. I know, I think it was during the lockout I wrote at Twins Daily, I, I could see it being Daniel Robertson. I think he is the more um, likely of him and Tim Beckham to actually make the roster. I just don't think Tim Beckham brings enough to the table, uh, but I could see Robertson being a utility guy. They probably have to carry a third catcher um, if Sanchez is going to DH regularly. They claimed uh, Godoy off of waivers. I don't really know anything about him, but I mean, that's all they have on the 40-man roster at the catcher position. So yeah, their bench is very much in flux, but I think all of the guys that probably start on the bench are currently in twins camp. I don't really see them going and signing a utility type at this point to make their opening day roster, unless someone gets cut or waived. I would have liked to see Albert Elmora um, as a fourth outfielder. I think he's an awesome defender and I think there's a little bit of a ceiling there, but he signed with the reds, I think yesterday. So yeah, their bench will be interesting. I think there's a lot of, a lot of options some with more upside than others. I think Trevor Larnick's still getting slept on way too much um, as a as a prospect that had an amazing bat, was hurt a little bit last year. But, yeah, I, their bench will be interesting to see what Rocco does there. I want to put this idea past you. I know it's been mentioned a couple times, but the Padres now missing Tatis for three months, it looks like, at least. They got Musgrove. Clevenger's throwing. They have Blake Snell. You Darvish is a guy I look at. Looking at the Padres payroll, too, they're a little bit over $200 million. I think they're needing some salary relief because I think they still would like to go add offensively, and I wonder if that would come from the Twins in any sort of deal. You Darvish set to make $20 million. Ted, I think it's an outside-the-box thought, but would there be any chance you could see that happening where the Twins take on that salary, get up to $140, $145, even $150 million in payroll – Jim Polag quoted as saying he wants to compete this year in Ken Rosenthal's piece. What do you think about you, Darvish? Yeah, I like Darvish a lot. I liked Darvish when he saw, uh, I believe he was dealt, right, from the Cubs to the Padres. Um, but when the Cubs signed him, I, I thought, I mean, the Twins were in on that. He had that Levine connection. Um, and I think he had a pretty good bounce back year that second year with the Cubs or something like that. Um, but, yeah, he's been a – he's been a durable and very good arm for quite a while. I wouldn't mind that um, addition to uh, the rotation either. And I think, you know, as we've heard Montes's name so often, it's constantly been like, oh, okay, that's the only guy they're looking at. Right. I think, I, I don't think that's the case. I think there's a lot of starters that they're probably in play on. Um, but I heard too from a, a source that has talked with Jim that I've been using 130 as kind of, where they have to get to because that's roughly where they were at last year. And I was told, you know, he's he's open to 140, 150. Yeah, that maybe falls on deaf ears for Twins fans who are sick of seeing them not spend. But it's also the concept of, like, you can't just go spend $20 million because you want to get to 150. There has to be talent to do it or a reason to do it too. But, yeah, the Twins don't have a cap of, this is where we have to be at. So I think if that's something that Falvey went to ownership with and said, hey, let's add, you know, salary relief here or, yeah, add salary relief for uh, a pitcher and we don't have to give up much, I don't think that would be a problem for them. It's that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. 
From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Again, this is a great time of year. Opening day right around the corner, just two and a half weeks away. March Madness into the Sweet 16, soon to be the Elite Eight, soon to be the Final Four. It's the most wonderful time of year. Head to the most wonderful site at betonline.net. It's the number one sport spot for all your sports betting needs and info. I think that's that's a path. I do. And I think so much of what they do over the next week, and you mentioned this, it's going to be a fun week. I agree. I think it's going to be a really fun week. Uh, we're getting closer and closer. Two weeks from Thursday's opening day at home against the Mariners. I think it's 305 first pitch or 310. Cannot wait. But I think that's a, that's a path. And if that's the case, you're right. They need to add talent. But I would love to see them supplement and get to that number. I think a lot of what they do is going to also have an eye toward 2023. And if you can add Darvish, I believe he's a free agent after 23. Or Montes, you mentioned, free agent after 23. You're looking at a rotation next year with Gray, that addition, whether it's Montes, Darvish, whoever, was two years of team control, Kenta Maeda, Joe Ryan, Bailey Ober's in the mix, maybe Jordan Balzavik's in the mix, maybe you got more guys in the mix coming up the pipeline. That's exciting to me. And all of a sudden, I see a rainbow at the end of the tunnel. And that's, to me, that's that's super exciting. And, and I think we can start to think of 2021 as more of the, a down year than a precursor to five years of being terrible. Yeah, absolutely. And they've obviously, this front office has managed that before. They managed it with the, I believe the first year they were here, the twins were good under Molitor and then Molitor took that big step backwards or the, the team took that big step backwards and they reloaded right away and figured it out. And, I think that's really – it doesn't have to be a constant rebuild when you're bad. It's Sometimes it's rearranging the pieces and, and keeping what you have and putting the puzzle back together. It's not this overhaul every single time, and I think this front office has shown they have an idea of how to do that. I would have been really frustrated, and I think – I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you would have been as well if they just decided – and I think a lot of people assumed, a lot of fans assumed, the Twins sucked last year, they're going to suck for the next five years. And that's just – I don't like that assumption because then I think teams do operate that way because it's the expectation. I'm really glad to see the Twins not. With that being said, I, what do you think they're at right now, Ted, for an offseason grade? If it ended today, there's no Cueto. They acquired Sonny Gray. It's not going to end. I don't think they're done. Uh, but if it did end today, what's the grade given what the needs were coming into this winter? Yeah, I mean, I, I'd probably put them at a B. Um, I think roster construction wise they really haven't done anything as far as like changing the holes they've mm-hmm. filled the holes but they haven't really added because they've just made up for the losses that they've had the reason it's a b instead of like c or average is because carlos correa makes such a big difference yeah but what puts them over the top into that a range is you you increase the water level at the bottom of the rotation, so you go get a Cueto type, and then you also go get another starter. Um, you didn't bring Carlos Correa in here to have Joe Ryan be your number two. I mean, Joe Ryan looked really good last year, but it was, what, five starts? So 
yeah, I, I think they're they're within striking distance of an A. I think that they know that, and I don't think that they're done either. Super exciting. I hope I hope it all comes together. I think this summer has the potential to be really exciting. I think they're going to be entertaining, if nothing else, this summer, which is uh, which is great. Who's someone under the radar, Ted? I'm going to put you on the spot. Under the radar, Twins fans aren't really talking about who you think is an X factor for the team in 2022. Yeah, I think um, if I'm going prospects, I think that they are probably more likely to get production from a pitching prospect than hitting. Um, I think Royce or even Austin Martin could debut. Um, but I don't know that it'll be a regular enough role, especially with Correa here now to to make that much of an impact but i think a lot of the pitchers that get talked about are the blazovich the winder canarino uh, but the guy that actually started uh grapefruit opening day for me i think is going to be a very good arm for them and that's cole sands um he didn't pitch his first year after getting drafted and then um really blew up i believe last year at double a and i think he's going to spend a good amount of time at triple a for the twins this year and i would not be shocked if he finds his way into that Bailey Ober type trajectory, or if it's a little bit later in the season, more Joe Ryan. But I think he has every bit the stuff to be right there with Winder and some of those other big name prospects. And I was going to touch on that. I mean, it's awesome for Twins fans now that the Saints are so close. So many of these top prospects for the Twins are going to play for the Saints this year. Royce Lewis should be there. Austin Martin should be there. Basically all these pitchers should be there. So, you know, whether – we see them with the Twins or you see them in St. Paul, you're going to see a lot of top prospect talent ready um, to help this club. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on on there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com i think the rotation is going to be durad unless he, and we'll talk about that as well before we close jordan winder sands this rotation i think is going to be ready to go for the most yeah. part, hopefully by midseason, which is super exciting. You mentioned Royce. Do you see Lewis starting at AAA, Ted, or where do you think they will start him? I think where they start him is a big uh, is a big deal. I think, I mean, he, he hasn't played above AA. He hadn't played a game in over two years until uh, the other day. But if they start him at AAA, it really shows an aggressive push of, A, we believe you're healthy, and B, we want you to show that you're knocking on the door. Um, I think sometimes AAA gets that idea that it's it's a lot of 4A guys or veterans that aren't – they're just trying to get back to the big leagues. It's not the same test that AA is, and that might be true, so maybe they start them at Wichita for that reason. But, I, I mean, sleeping on Royce at this point 
for this year seems like such a bad step with how locked in he appears to be. Um, and I think he's he's ready to emerge wherever the Twins will give him a shot. Um, so, yeah, I think double-A AA or triple-A, I'm not sure where I'll tab him yet, but I, I think he's going to have a great year. I wonder if Martin and Lewis will be up the middle somewhere together to start the year. I wonder about that. Uh, I agree with you on Royce. I think at this point it would be a mistake to trade him right now. Uh, I would I would honestly – I don't know. It's it's tough, and I think this is part of just we've seen Royce and we've, we've been invested in Royce because he was drafted first and he's been in the organization. And I think you talk to him, and, and he's really just a, a likable person and, a, and a, such a driven worker. In some ways, I would prefer to see anybody else dealt, you know, in, in any deal. And I agree with you on that front. Ted, you're going to Fort Myers today, are you not? Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow, Tomorrow morning, morning, Fort Myers. What are you most excited about uh, going down there? I mean, I was excited to see baseball. And then uh, when we signed Correa, and now his press conference will be Wednesday. That'll be a lot of fun. I'm going to be at that. So that'll, oh, amazing. Be, that'll be a lot of fun. Um, it'll be – they have a couple good opponents, I think. Thursday is the raise. I'd like to see Wander. I've seen him a couple times in person. Uh, Port Charlotte isn't too far, so maybe they'll have him travel. Um, but yeah, they have. And then I think tomorrow is the Braves. So they have a couple decent opponents that uh, we should get to see some good baseball in front of. May see a Correa debut as well for the Twins in spring training. I think uh, maybe Thursday. Yep. Yeah. Could be Thursday. He's at Twins Camp. I'll believe it when I see it. Would like to see the <laughs> the official announcement because it's just it's unreal. It's like yeah. wake us up. I can't believe it. I was sleeping and my friend came and slammed on my door and said, You got Correa, you got Correa. It was unbelievable. Can't believe it. So they filled some of these holes with with an exclamation point, but there's more work to be done. I think we're seeing at Twins Daily, we're seeing where we put out our content. Twins fans are they're back awake, Ted. Like they're awake and they're ready to go, I think. And I it's it's exciting because last summer, as content creators for you and me, it was just super tough. It was tough in the second half to see people just not care, see people just understandably ripping on the twins. Do you get that sense as well that people are starting to starting to buy back in, maybe skeptically, but starting to feel that this could be a bounce back summer? Yeah, absolutely. And I know like during the lockout, I kind of questioned like how often it was getting suggested that, oh, you know, like baseball is losing all these fans because of the lockout. Yes. Yes. And no, like, yeah, you're not helping by making your sport more difficult to consume, but baseball is a sport that people are going to be there, that our fans are going to be there regardless. The yeah, fact that you're not growing the game isn't necessarily because there's a lockout. It's because you don't have a good job or you don't have the right people in place to market the game and market mm -hmm. young stars and that kind of thing. And the commissioner, isn't great but yeah now that we don't have that and baseball is back and the twins have really put an exclamation point on baseball being back i mean this team winning games is the last piece of the puzzle for everyone just to jump right back in 2019 was so fun um so and fun. that the twins just galvanized around that excitement I don't think that they have to go break a home run record or do anything like that to get buyback from from fans. I think that they just this team is going to be exciting. First month. Let's just have a good first month this year. <laughs> last year, just the first month sucked so badly. Ted, right now, last question I'll ask you, right now, and you can assume that they're going to make other moves because I think we do. So what you assume and what you think they'll do factored in 
How many games do the Twins win? Do they make the playoffs? Where do they finish in 2022? Um, assuming another starter, I would put them at 95 wins. Um, I think that's probably enough to win the division. I think they're right there with Chicago. One of them will win 95, one will win like 93. And I think they – I think – that not only do they win a playoff game and get rid of that absolutely asinine stat, but I think they win a series. Um, I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't be afraid of anyone that the twins would go up against in the American league this year. I think that there's, there's talent in some of the other divisions, but like some of those, demon type foes that they seem to run up against the Yankees or whoever that they just can't beat. Like they have a better roster than the Yankees do right now. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think, uh, I don't think that this is a first round exit team for the twins. This is what we should be saying last year. We were saying the same thing, right? And it was, it was completely reasonable. And I'm so glad that it's, it looks like it's going to be reasonable again for this year, which is awesome. Ted, thank you so much. Have fun in Fort Myers. We'll see you so soon. Want to have you back on after the Twins make their uh, their next big move. But thank you so much, sir. I'll see you soon. Hopefully we get to Target Field again for a little outing. For uh, sure. You can follow Ted at TL Schwerz. You guys know Ted. T-L-S-C-H-W-E-R-Z on Twitter and TwinsDaily.com. He's always pumping content. Thanks, Ted, so much. Thanks, Nick.